Good morning, everyone. Happy Friday to you. Can you believe it? We're already like halfway through July. It's crazy. I can't believe how fast the summer is rolling by. Um, please like, subscribe, hit the bell notification, leave questions in the comments. We'd love to be able to help you guys help kind of solve your problems, so to speak. Provide some guidance. Dr. Stillman will be doing an HTMA webinar at the end of the month. He basically is going to be putting out a course that's going to, whether you're a practitioner or a coach or just a normie, I guess we call them normie, I guess. Normal. I would prefer to call, refer to them as curious individuals. Curious individual the people. way to describe them, yeah. If you're a, a, couple, a couple of my, my, favorite, my favorite patients to come to mind. Okay. If you're a curious individual who would like to learn how to use HTMAs to test and adjust what you're doing, uh, Dr. Stillman is going to be putting a course on about that. And he's going to be doing a webinar about that course at the end of the month. If you go into his link tree and you click on the link tree and you go to HTMA secrets, I think it is. And you right. enter into oh, that mineral balancing webinar, July mineral, uh, mineral balancing webinar, but there's an HTME link in there as well. That'll put you into the email sequence. It'll explain to you everything about it. And mm -hmm. uh, you'll, you'll definitely want to check in for that. So yeah. this is something you don't really hear. How are you today, by the way? I'm good, Jim. How are you? Excellent. Um, this is something you really, I think we're both kind of like this today. Like I'm feeling good, day. man. I'm ready. Well, I'm feeling, but I'm, I'm just like the neurofeedback last night just kind of took the edge off a little bit, you know, kind of just, get it. you know what I'm saying? I should probably turn my phone notifications off. Um, you don't really hear people talk about chromium much. You know, no. you would hear about it a little bit back when I was, um, you know, they, they like bodybuilders would put people on chromium as part of a fat loss protocol. That was kind of like years ago. Right. Uh, it was right. in a lot of fat loss supplements. But, right. but what, what is chromium and, and what does it do? So chromium is a mineral. And the reason that we're talking about chromium today is not because it's an obscure mineral that people don't talk a lot about. It's because it's an obscure mineral that's actually really important. The problem is that most people don't know how chromium moves in the body and what it's doing or what it's, how it's fluxing in and out of people's diets. So chromium is a very trace element. You need very, very, very small amounts of it. We discovered what it does because when we started to put people on what we call total parenteral nutrition, that's called TPN, back in, I can't remember if it was the 1960s or 70s, but somewhere along the way, uh, we developed the technology to feed people intravenously. This is a very imperfect technology. It is vastly inferior to feeding people by mouth for many, many reasons. Number one being the possibility of infection. But one of the things that they found was that the people who, and by the way, we only do TPN or total parental nutrition, IV nutrition, when someone cannot tolerate food by mouth. We're talking about major bowel obstructions, serious GI illnesses, we're requiring surgical interventions, people whose GI organs have basically ceased to function. These are really, really, really sick people. And so we started to feed people with TPN to keep them alive because we didn't have anything else we could do in certain cases, at least in the conventional allopathic world. And that's a, you know, the natural world, we do things very, very, very differently, which I think you probably know if you're watching this. So we started to feed people with TPN and they started to notice that the patients who were 100% on TPN all got raging out of control diabetes and their diabetes became so resistant that there was no way to treat it. You couldn't give them more insulin. 
There was no supplement that they were finding that was working. And finally, what they discovered is that the total parenteral nutrition, because of what it was made from, didn't have almost any chromium in it. And these patients had really severe chromium deficiencies. And once they started to give them back chromium, their diabetes went away. This led a lot of people because, you know, diabetes and, and being overweight or obesity or whatever you want to call it, they're so close. It's like they almost never leave the same bed, so to speak. So what they found and what people started to do, as you alluded to with the bodybuilders, is they just started to put everybody who had metabolic syndrome or even close to metabolic syndrome on chromium. This is actually probably much better than leaving them off of it, but it begs the question, why would we have, or why would someone become deficient in chromium who's not on total parenteral nutrition? And the answer to that question is basically pretty short. We don't add chromium back to our soil. We use NPK fertilizer, so nitrogen, potassium, phosphorus. This doesn't have a lot of chromium in it. The plants are getting by without so much chromium, not very well, right? We have to dump enormous quantities of pesticides, and herbicides, and fungicides, and all kinds of other sides on them. Which we don't are use manure. We don't use manure anymore. Right. We don't that's, have closed systems in our farming anymore. We've really, we've totally abused the earth. Not going to get into that rabbit hole today. But the bottom line is our food has very little chromium in it compared to what it used to have. And because of this, you'll see benefits, at least anecdotally, when you give people chromium supplements in their blood sugar and their, um, their weight. But you can never really prove it was the chromium without actually doing some kind of real clinical study. I haven't looked into the clinical studies on this because to a certain extent, I'm not that concerned with what they say. Here's why. When you look at hair tissue levels of chromium and you compare them to healthy levels of people back in the 1980s, they're almost always low. The other thing is you'll often find toxic metals in the body that are being excreted in the hair. And these toxic metals all interfere with chromium and cause the body to waste it. So until I see that normal hair level in the, in the, of chromium in the hair, I'm not really interested in discontinuing the supplement. Besides which we're using small quantities over long periods of time. This is not an exorbitantly expensive supplement. It is important to get a good quality. It is important to get the appropriate dose. It is important to monitor it because eventually you're going to get to repletion and there's no need to keep going. We just don't know how deep of a hole each person is in. And I quickly want to go over why I use the hair for chromium rather than any other body fluid or tissue. Number one, it's very accessible. Number two, it's very convenient. You don't have to go out and get a blood draw. You don't have to, you know, put your urine in a vial and freeze it like some of the tests I do. Urine is not a great marker or great means of assessing someone's uh, micronutrient status, at least for minerals. In my opinion, unless you're doing something fancy, like say a deep penicillamine challenge test. Um, and that's why I don't really use uh, urine metals testing. You could if you wanted to, but again, why would you when the hair is so accessible? Um, for some people. For some people. Well, you know, to be fair, Jim, everyone's got, almost everyone's got accessible hair. It's just whether or not you're, you know, you, ideally you're using a, a sample from the back of the scalp. Jim does not have that option, but Jim can use I mean, his I beard. Could, I could grow a, a, a mullet with a bald head, right? And I know, right. But you could use a beard. You could use your beard. Right. People can use their armpit hair. You can use hair from other parts of your body that I won't name here by name. You get the idea. So it's very, it's very available. You just have to cut it off, put it in an envelope, ship it out. 
Very simple. I'm actually going to do my sample probably later today. Well, maybe, maybe later today. We'll see. So my point with that is it's very accessible. Um, and it's very, it's very consistent too, because you're getting basically two to three weeks of data out of your hair. You know, a urinary level of anything can be very, very different depending on what you ate. Like I've seen blood levels of mercury go crazy uh, after someone ate, had a lot of swordfish, shark, tuna, whatever, and then plummet after that. I mean, I've seen my own do that. So I don't really put, I mean, there's use, there's uses for blood tests. You'll see trends. Um, but generally speaking, I'm more enthusiastic about hair testing uh, for a long list of reasons. So that's what I want people to know about chromium. We measure or we can get you hair tissue mineral analyses if you're signed up for one of our annual plans. Uh, we can get them if you're signed up for some of our other programs, such as our executive wellness physical. If you're interested in that, there's links in the link tree. You can click on the annual plan link and put in your information. We'll contact you. You can click on the executive uh, wellness services. I think they've got that link okay. in my, yeah. You can click on that link. It's the same thing. It's a different form. And we'll contact you about that. You would get a free call with uh, one of my staff and she'll walk you through what your options are and help you find which is the best fit for you. Yeah. And that's what it's all about is finding what's the best fit for you and how we can help you simplify things and, you know, kind of reduce the noise and give you right. a plan that's sustainable for you. Cause everybody's got different circumstances and different situations. Right. And this is the thing about why Jim and I do coaching with people is that you may be wondering, well, if most of us are deficient, do I really need to get a hair tissue mineral analysis test? What I'll tell you is that for best results, you should test things. But if you're going to do a hair test, you're going to get a bunch of other recommendations from me that include, you know, how much calcium, potassium, magnesium, sodium, manganese you need. We're going to talk about sauna. We're going to talk about all that stuff. And so it really makes sense for us to do that lab testing if you're in some kind of annual program with us because we're able to help you the most with that. And those annual programs that I mean, there's like a, you know, the individual plan, it's 397 down and then it's 137 monthly for 11 months. I mean, it's a really, it's a really reasonable fee for what we're doing with functional medicine and the amount of time you get with me and my team. But the other thing that Jim and I realized is that a lot of you are in states where we're not licensed or I'm not licensed. Jim doesn't have licenses. Lucky guy. <laughs> right. So you're in states I'm not licensed in, but you may be wondering, well, what if chromium, uh, you know, can work for me? You may also think I really can't do, you know, 137 right now, a month or 12 months. I can do something else, but not that. And in those cases, you can join our coaching programs and we can actually help you understand, you know, here's you know, what you should change about your diet, your lifestyle. Here's how you can get this supplement with food. Here's why you can't get it with food alone. Chromium is one of the few supplements that I really can't get for people with food alone. I talked to somebody about this recently, and she said that the best way that she had found was to put people on uh, a wild fermented, not wild fermented, like bottle conditioned, never pasteurized beer. And brewer's yeast is indeed the strongest source of chromium that's available, say, in the grocery store, right? Um, I'm not recommending you all go out and drink beer for your chromium fix. I think that would be a bad strategy because, well, I don't think I need to explain why. But it's really interesting, you know, I, I, you know, you all know, if you listen to enough of my work, that I love to lead with food, because it's so easy to burden people with supplements that they just get so tired of taking. And I don't blame them. I mean, I don't and want to. And it's much easier to overdo supplements, like the example yesterday, where, you know, oh somebody, yeah. somebody maxed their selenium out. Right. It's pretty hard. Even if you eat a ton of Brazil nuts, the body's going to like, know how to deal with that 
better than it's going to deal with like straight up exactly you know, something isolated right and so i wouldn't take you know more than a few hundred micrograms of chromium a day yeah don't say milligrams <laughs> i know right for more than i don't know six weeks 12 weeks but you really don't know what you're doing i mean you may have bigger problems that we don't have in the htma test and so you know with the coaching programs we try and help people to make some progress and we help them solve some of their some of their issues because oh, so often they come to us and they're interested in this or that, but it's absolutely the last thing that they need. And they actually need us to point them in a completely different direction. Well, a lot of times it's about reducing and simplifying, right? And mm -hmm. actually getting to root causes of issues. We, I mean, we see people on boatloads of supplements and it's the, yeah. the chronic stress that they're under that's causing the issue. And then they address the, the chronic stress and then they don't have to be on everything but the kitchen sink. And then if they do take something, it actually works now. That's right. right. So that's that's a lot of what we do as well. We see we see a lot of that. We see a lot of that. And we help people a lot on those calls with helping them understand where they really are and what they actually need to do to move the needle because they're just they're trying to put together so many different tools in their toolbox and employ them different ways. I mean, it's sort of joke with people. I, I say, look, you know, would you redo your bathroom? And they might say yes. And I say, well, would you rebuild your car engine? They say, well, maybe. I say, well, would you rebuild you know, your, your house's uh, water heater, you know, and they'll say, well, no, well, yes or no. Right. And, and then if they, if they, no one's ever said yes to all three for the record. And if they say yes to one, I say, do you know as much, or like, do you really think that you should do it yourself on fixing your health? You really don't want to get into some kind of coaching program with some direction. Um, it's, it's amazing. Then people really seem to understand that, it makes a lot of sense to actually go ahead and pay for guidance um, because we, we just, we're here to help you get to the results you want faster. And we're, I mean, between us, I think we have like 40 something years of experience, Jim. That's correct. So. And if I do my division one coaching math that I did the other day, where one year of division one coaching equals five years of real life experience, then it's a lot higher than that. Really? Where did that rule of thumb come from? Well, I remember I told Christy, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to have her on the show is because she worked at USC. She was, yeah. like, she was head of nutrition at USC. And I said, you know, because, you know, when I was at Arizona, I would see a thousand athletes in a day. You know, so you're spending all day, every day, Monday through Sunday, working with like a thousand people. And that's yeah. like, it's like a turbocharged education so if you're coaching at the division one level and you're seeing that many people that, that, that often, mm -hmm. it, it's literally like getting five years experience in one year. It's like, a, that makes like, me think of residency because residency you show up at seven, seven fifteen in the morning. And that was like cushy. My residency yeah. program was not some, you know, hellhole like a lot of people go through. I mean, that suicide rate amongst residents is insane because it's so stressful. Mm -hmm. um, we show up really early. And then you're staying until six, seven o'clock at night. You yep. might go home and do notes. So it's, you know, 11, 12 hour days. You're, I remember we would be on for 12 and then off for two, on 12 days, off two days. Uh, yep. So you're working like 24 days. So hang on, what is it? Yeah, about 24 to 26 days a month. Mm -hmm. And then you're doing overnight call and you're just seeing one person after another. And then when I got out, I did, you know, hospitalist work. I would see, I saw 30 patients a day sometimes who were critically ill. Yeah. So, yeah, it's we it's, would we would start at like 6 a.m. and mm -hmm. some days wouldn't get done till 8 a.m. And then you've got groups of like 60 football players coming in at the same time and you've got to be this like 
very like obviously you can't coach a group of football players like it's a choir right i mean you have to have high energy and you got to be getting people hyped up and it's just exhausting and then and then if you have a game like say you have a big football game on a friday night you got to be the the get back guy that's where you stand on the sidelines and get back you know keep them back off the sideline and you might not get back you might get get done to the the game till 10 11 o'clock and then the next morning you're back in for for Sunday morning stuff for people that need help with injuries and things like that. And I was getting paid back then it was $2 an hour for 40 hours a week. Jeez. Uh, now they have like these fancy, you know, one of my, one of my kids was a GA at the uh, university of Louisville in basketball. And he was getting like 5,000 a month, huh? Graduate assistant. Uh, he was getting like 5,000 a month plus his room and board paid for. I was like, I'll take that right now. If I have, if I don't have any food costs, and I don't have any like lodging costs and I'm making five grand a month. Hell I'll sign, sign me up for that today. You know? So, yeah. yeah. So we have a little statement there. Boron is also left out of these, these feedings. Yeah. So boron is another really interesting trace element that you can see on hair tissue mineral analysis. And people will make a lot of hay about boron, particularly in the performance enhancement, bodybuilding, hormone replacement world, because there's some studies that have shown that it increases levels of hormones in mammals to be honest with you guys there's not an abundance of data on this it's very anecdotal and so and and the reality is i as i talk to people about on a regular basis is that your your hormone levels are so dynamic you can trash them in two days with bad sleep bad habits too much alcohol and people need to know that because i'll see them hang their hat on their labs last year and i think look if you've just done this a different week that same month, you might have gotten completely different results. It's one of the things I, I help comfort my patients with uh, and also create more realistic expectations of, uh, of themselves and of their labs. There was an orthopedic um, surgeon who gave an example of he, he was talking about how big labs can fluctuate. And in the same day, he got his blood drawn first thing in the morning before right. he started work and his labs were absolutely perfect. And then at the end of the day, after doing like, I think he did 12 or 14 hours of surgery, he got his blood work done after and his labs were trash, absolute trash. So things can change very quickly. And it's a, it's a, um, it's a snapshot in time. So there's another comment uh, from M ball who is uh, uh, talking about the boron. And says, I looked at USDA studies on the immune system of animals. Chicks with no boron got sick. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, and it's really interesting to look at at uh, at this literature because there's actually a lot more micronutrient data in animals than there is in humans because they're easier to study. And because there's a huge, huge value to studying how to make animals grow bigger and stronger. Not necessarily stronger, actually. Like, if, ironically, it's not really bigger and stronger. It's just bigger and bigger. You know, we see these articles about, you know, these, uh, these very sad, sad um, factory farm chickens that have such large breasts. They're, they've been overbred so that their meat on their breasts is so abundant that they can't actually stand up. They will fall over after taking a couple of steps. It's really, it's really perverse what's been done to our, our animals. And this is one reason why I really like people to make sure that they get local organic food whenever they can. And honestly, I have a preference for local food over organic food, because if you talk to a lot of the small farmers, they'll tell you, look, 
you know, we only make 50 to 100 grand a year if we're lucky doing this every year. The USDA is asking for thousands of dollars for us to get an organic certification, not to mention dozens of hours potentially of paperwork that we're going to have to do in order to meet the certification requirements. And we might not even meet them, right? And so you talk to local organic or local wannabe organic farmers and they'll say, look, we can't afford to do this. The USDA has priced us out. It's yet another way that the government is basically waging war on the small uh, business owner. Uh, and on that note, they're also very, very interested in making sure that people like Jim and I um, uh, are silenced. So we really appreciate your comments, your likes, your shares, your subscriptions. The best way to keep in touch with us is our email list. Uh, the email list you can subscribe to if you just Actually, what's the best way for them to sign up for the email list, Jim? Pretty much. Well, they can go to uh, stillmanwellness.com. There'll be a pop-up. That's true. Um, they can get your 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 five biggest mistakes people make in their health. Um, pretty much most of the links in the description. You can go to your Substack and get on your email list. Um, that's right. But yeah, that's that's pretty much how they can do that. There's also at the bottom of Stillman Wellness. There's a there's a sign up for for the email list as well. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it's a so, really good uh, pop-up. You need to go over to Stillman Wellness just to see the pop-up of Dr. Stillman. It's 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 very well done. Have you seen it? You're making me want to go see it. It's really good. Olivia did a great job on it. Uh, I have my pop-up locker, Andrew. Oh darn it! I know, terrible, isn't it? Now it's down. I don't see it. You might have to clear your cache uh, or your memory because I think we only I think we're like really nice. I think once you've been on it, uh, it won't pop up. Like if you've been on it once, it won't pop up for like another week or 10 days or something. I can't remember how she said it. We weren't one of those ones where it like pops up every five minutes. We didn't want to like annoy people. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's um, well, anyway, join the email list. You'll get a lot out of it. Yeah. It's actually basically what is it coming out eight, eight times a month now, Jim? Yeah, we do two a week and we generally just send out either pertinent information or we send out like different interviews we've done, different things that are going on. We'll send out reminders to go watch certain things. Uh, on that note, if you really want to learn about infrared sauna, go watch the uh, go into the podcast playlist and watch the interview that. Uh, that Leland did with uh, with Brian from Sauna Space, one of the best sauna uh, videos I've ever seen. So you definitely want to go check that out. It's a, it's a great video. Yeah. And uh, I think I'll also mention again that I'm doing the hair tissue mineral analysis balancing webinar uh, the end of July. It's the first link in my link tree. You guys will get a lot out of it. Even if you're not a practitioner, if you're just a curious uh, patient, consumer, whatever you want to call yourself, uh, you will get a lot out of it. You'll learn a lot about how minerals balance one another because and just to be, just to you know, reiterate this, if I didn't mention it before, all these minerals compete with one another and toxic elements compete with them too. In some of my toughest cases, we found some very interesting things in their heavy metal burden. And that's been the thing that really helped us understand what was going on with them clinically. And that's why I'm so enthusiastic about using the hair to assess mineral balance. And like I said, it's not as simple as just more minerals equals better. A lot of people miss that boat. You can actually make people clinically worse by pushing minerals that are then going to imbalance other minerals. That's why I don't, um, I don't, you know, use or recommend diets that are really slanted one way or another in the mineral picture, because you can just make people so much worse. Well, and most people have totally forgotten the, the concept of cycling, like with seasons and with, 
it like that's one of the things that you get from like the bodybuilding performance world. You come on, you do a substance for eight to 12 weeks and you give it a rest and you do something else that that's totally negated. you got people that are like, I'm going to take this supplement for the rest of my life, you know, and it's like right. that rarely happens in nature. Right. You know, things right. come in and out and they move in and out. Right. So, you know, yeah. even vitamin D, you know, there's a fluctuation. Um, thank you, James sure. or Jim, James, James. Thank you, James, for watching. We appreciate you. You know, I know you turn tune in a lot. Same with Michelle. So on All that right, note, man. everyone have a wonderful weekend, please, you know, spend some time outside this weekend, get out in nature, do something fun. Get out and, in nature. Yeah. Get out in nature. It's fun. It's Friday today. So we'll see you again on Monday. Take care, everyone. Have a great day.